Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Setting the Tone Interviews. My name is Elizabeth, and today Daniel, Lauren, and I are pleased to get the chance to sit down with Emily Wagner. Ms. Wagner played paramedic Doris Pickman, making a whopping 168 appearances across all 15 seasons of the show. Ms. Wagner, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you guys so much. I'm honored to be here. That right. everyone cares enough. <laughs> Super happy to have you. So look, to get started, uh, how did you get your start in acting and what led you to working on ER? Oh God, that's my start in acting. I started when I was six years old. I was like oh, obsessed wow. and driven and I knew I wanted to be an actress. I just was probably completely desperate for attention and like eyes on me. I was a third child. So I started acting really young, doing professional children's theater, blah, blah, blah. Cue up to after college. And then I took a long break. Cue up to after college. I moved to LA. Um, to pursue, it was either going to be more acting or, or like get my graduate to get go to get my master's in art because I'm also an artist. And I was kind of doing a little bit of both. And then I, ER came along in a really weird way because I hadn't been here that long. And I was rehearsing this show for MTV called Singled Out which you might maybe have heard of with Jenny McCarthy was on it. And so before Jenny McCarthy was there, I was actually the kind of like quirky, not pretty girl were doing the rehearsals. And then it was around six weeks into rehearsals. Um, no, it was around five weeks into rehearsals of the show when my agent called and said, oh, you know, there's an audition over at Warner Brothers for this thing called Er. Like it's, <laughs> it hasn't started yet. It's, it's, I don't know, a John Wells show. I was like, I didn't know nothing, didn't mean anything to me other than they're like, can you run over there quickly during your break and go do the one line, you know, the show hadn't been on the air yet. And I was like, sure. And I remember reading the script and it was like one of these crazy bumble jumble lines that I did really quickly. And I remember thinking, oh, I gotta get, I got to get a, a lab coat. Like for some reason, I don't know, wear a paramedic, like the worst costuming thing. But I was like, I need a lab coat. And I remember like running around, got like a lab coat, which has nothing to do with being a paramedic. But somehow that made me feel like I'm really like look the part, look nothing the part. And then I remember I just did the audition and I remember like thinking, I got to get out of breath for this. And I, and I was breathy. And I remember thinking, oh, that's so funny. I really worked hard on that audition. It was like one line. And then I let it go. Then meanwhile, speaking of let go, like a week later, I was let go from the um, MTV show because they wanted like a hot, sexy playboy type. So they got Jenny McCarthy, which I was the opposite of. Um, in fact, they even said like, my boobs were not big enough. That's a quote. Oh, I know. Rude. Um, but anyway, so that they let me go from that. I was so upset I'd worked so hard, but then I got ER and it was supposed to be just like one little thing and it became this reoccurring role. And I remember auditioning for these people who'd become these great directors like Mimi Leader. Well, they were always great directors, but now they're like, she just did um, that incredible show with Jennifer Addison and Reese Witherspoon, um, the morning show. But I mean, like they, everyone in that room at the time during that audition went on to just have these incredible careers. Um, and then I and then I got the part, and it just became this like reoccurring role. Going along with that, was there a difficult learning curve for you to pick up all the medical jargon and be able to recite it at a rapid fire pace? Like, were you regularly practicing being breathy? And absolutely, like it was. I will tell you from the from all those episodes, it it was it was terrifying, and it never got easier. It never got easier. It was hard. Like I had to concentrate so hard, and you know, it's a very act. Like I'd never been on a show of that production. It was huge. It was like it was NBC, it was like hundreds of people and the pressure, the pressure, like the people. And then usually my lines would be happening in like one of these things called a one like a big one shot with like all this choreography, like a car's coming in here and this and that. So 
to do another take wasn't just like, you know, let's do another take. It was so like to set up. Sometimes there would be like crashes, you know, cause I was usually coming in and the way they staged it, it was not simple. So you did not want to mess up your line because it would just create this whole drama that reset. So I had so much pressure on me to get that line right. And then there's all these extras and then, you know, they want to talk extras are just like excited to be on the set. And there were so many of them. And I would, I think it sometimes I would just be like, I'm so sorry I can't talk like because I would be in my head like reciting my line over and over and over but at the same time I think that's also why I stayed on the show like I didn't talk to anyone I didn't I just learned a lot of lessons about maintaining a, how to stay on a tv show for that long you just don't you just keep your mouth shut you like don't jib jab in between takes you don't like try to be funny you just like keep your mouth shut go to your trailer like I was so focused so it really was hard and it never got easier and to the day it ended I would still have the most butterflies in my stomach right before a take like puking butterflies because it was really hard so uh, as we mentioned your character uh, first appears in early season one um, so do you have any specific memories of filming that very first episode and kind of what what thoughts were going through your head I don't remember I think I was like so young and naive and I also feel like it must have been so cool. I know I had done a, a couple of things before that were really cool. Like, and to me, like, wow. Like, I did the movie Seven, and it was, like, David Fincher and Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. I remember thinking, this is cool. Like, wow. I am in a cloth in a closet with Brad Pitt. But Although he wasn't really Brad Pitt at the time. Like, he, had, he was just beginning. But I remember thinking, like, there's something really – I had a feeling like this was cool. Like, in terms of, like, like an acting – like yes oh my god this is so cool and um the morgan freeman thing like i did a couple of things where i was like wow but then this was sort of this was just like i think it blew my mind because i had not been on a set like that on 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 the lot on the on the nbc you know on the warner brothers lot and all the bells and whistles it was just i think i was just so in awe and yet calm grounded and confident i think it's that whole combination you know, you stay confident and like deserving, but you know, I don't know. I guess was there, um, I mean, you were on the show for so long. Did it ever get to a point where you felt like you were safe, I guess, or was there always that kind of like, um, were you always feeling like, Oh, it's the first one. Yeah. Not to mention I had no contract. I was a reoccurring character. Oh. I wasn't, so I was not under contract. So yeah, you know, you never know, you never know. So that's always kept me on my toes. I'll never forget one year. It was like after a couple of things happened during some of the years that I was like the cutoff point and I didn't get what everyone else got. Like maybe it was like a party and like everyone got like a jacket. And I remember like, okay. I didn't get the jacket. I got the hat or something. And I remember like my ego and I remember crying to my brother. I'm like, everyone got the jacket with their name on it. And he was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like my brother, the director, he's like, Emily, get out of your ego, stay in the gra the gratitude. What are you talking about? I was like, you're right. You know, like there were a few things that like, that I would get my miffed, but overall I kept it really cool because I was not under contract. So I was on my best behavior. I didn't engage, I didn't get involved. Like I didn't hang out. I, I, I tried to just stay really focused. Like I love the job. I mean, it was a great job. I didn't have to have another job for 15 right, years. Yeah. Was that the only thing that you did for all 15 years then? Or? Well, during those years, I was, I was also very interested in becoming a filmmaker. So I was making, um, with my brother, who is a director, like an 
actual director. He's like the head of the American Film Institute now, or not the head, but he's the head of directing or whatever. He's he's made quite a few like really beautiful indie films. And I was working with Julie Delpy, this French actress and director, and she was my best friend, but we were like really into making films and she still is. Um, but we were really pursuing like that more mm -hmm. than just like running around trying to be just an actress. So I made some shorts, I wrote films, I was still doing the art. And then I booked a few jobs here and there, but it was, it was weird, it was kind of like a double, what is it called, like brass handcuffs? Because at the time, ER was so big when it first started that my and my agents really didn't know where I was going to go on the show. Mm -hmm. So they were like, oh, no, no, you can't audition for like the co-star role on another show, like Friends, like one line, because they thought, no, 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 you're on ER. And I'd be like, but I kind of need the credits. I'm kind of new in this town. I've only been here a couple of years. And I would argue with them. I'm like, yeah, but just because that, I, I don't have any, I need to build my resume. Right. So I kind of had this weird thing where they, really prevented me from kind of going after what I thought I really needed was just build my resume with guest stars and co-stars on other shows at the time. So strange. Did, so now if seeing as you didn't have a contract, did they at least tell you, Hey, we're going to need you for seven episodes this season or something like that? They would, you know, they would let me know that I was coming back. Cause I would make a, okay. I would have a renewed contract for the season. I did have a contract for the season, mm, okay. right. I did have a contract for the season, but I didn't know how many episodes I was doing. But every year it would renew the contract. Like, here's what you're gonna get paid this year, blah, 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 but that's it. Interesting. Uh, so being that you did appear on all 15 seasons of the show, is there a particular era or cast uh, or even a particular season that you'd singled out uh, as your favorite? I definitely loved, like, I loved when there was like a crazy, like, of course the Clooney eras were so fun. Because, you know, George Clooney wasn't George Clooney, who we know as George Clooney. He was <laughs> yeah, just yeah. a goofy, goofy actor. And he was such a lovely guy and, like, so fun and silly and pranks. And the cast was so great back then, the original cast. And I was, once again, I was kind of, like, young and in awe of everyone. And even, like, Juliana and those girls who were the same age as me, like, I kind of, like, I really looked up to them. And I thought, look how cool and, like, entitled. Like, they had, they, they felt so deserving to be there. And I couldn't understand that because like I'm so insecure and have no confidence. But I was like, wow, look at that. They're just like owning this. And I was like, I don't, could that ever be me? And, and ultimately, I don't even think it ever was able to be me because I don't think I have that thing that I saw that actors have that make it, which is, which is really interesting over time. But back to your question about the season, I don't remember any season in general. I do remember like new people coming on the show, like the John Stamos years or, you know, like the, those those that fun thing that would happen when a new, like fresh person would come on and be like a new lead or something. Mm -hmm. And then with that, did you have a favorite guest star to have on set? Oh my God. When you say that, the first thing I think of is Julie Haggerty. Okay. And um, um, what's his name? You know, from A Mighty Wind, you know. Harry Shear? Yes. Sure. They played a couple and I brought them in. Oh like, yeah, he was. When they were camping. And I'm just like obsessed with them. And Alan Alda, oh my God, he was amazing. <laughs> Talking to Alan Alda. I'm so uh, jealous. Like the classic ones. There were so many. And then like working with Quentin Tarantino, he directed mm -hmm. an episode. Yeah. That was amazing. It was a live episode and that was cool. And then I did kind of get to know him a little bit outside of ER, like then I hit back in the day. Um, that was so cool, who else? But I remember like Alan Alda, Julie Haggerty and Harry Shear, like the classic classics. But there were so many interesting guest stars. I mean, like everyone was on that show. 
talk, talking about the pressure from earlier, like how how was the pressure for you having to work on that live episode? Like knowing that we're doing all of this, like it was crazy and exciting and scary. Was it more like would you say it was higher pressure than normal, or was it like well? No, it was insane. <laughs> it was crazy, terrifying. The whole thing was terrifying. <laughs> So shifting gears a little bit, uh, talking about the series finale. So what are your memories of the series finale and how did the end of such a long running project impact you personally? I could talk about that more than the episode because the truth is I probably didn't even watch it. Um, so, you know, I think I have all these DVDs. I should just give them to you guys. I think I have stacks of the DVDs all sealed up. I'm like, I might have even, oh God, I hope I didn't throw them away. But I didn't even watch the show, which is really weird. But um, I don't even remember the season finale or what happened, but I remember how I felt. Mm -hmm. I know I remember because like when you're on it some it's sometimes like when you're on the show and I don't I don't know it's just it's it's so weird like I wouldn't sit there watching it I remember I was dating someone at the time and he's like you don't want to watch it I'm like that's fine we'll just go to the party and I don't know it was weird I didn't have a huge role but um I remember how I felt and it was end of an era end of an era needle on the record like scary terrifying and it was really intense. I mean, 15 years is a long time to identify with knowing what you're going to basically knowing your job. Even though I wasn't under contract over the seasons, I was on contract season to season. It was very scary. My life really shifted. I was like, what am I going to do? Yeah. I was, you know, really looking at, because I didn't think I wanted to keep on the auditioning. I just didn't have that in me, you know? So besides the um, having to get all the rapid fire dialogue out that, you know, like you said, with all the mumbo jumbo medical jargon, um, what was an aspect of your job on the show that you found most challenging? Well, for a while I was pregnant and no one knew. Oh, wow. I think I was, was I pregnant twice? Oh, no, that was, yeah, I was, yeah, I was pregnant once or even twice and no one knew. I was like, you guys, I'm pregnant because I had such a big clothing, big, mm -hmm. big jacket. Yeah. Um, just like staying cool under the pressure, you know, staying cool under the pressure. And maybe that's just me. Like I would, that's, and you know, ultimately those techniques, you know, for auditioning and staying cool is so much, it's such a part of being an actor. Like, how do you stay calm and collected when there's everyone is looking at you and the eyes are on you not to screw up? Was there any particular times that you did screw up that stand out to you or? Yes. Yes. There were times when I remember there were times when like I messed up my line, like maybe three times in a row and I, I my self-worth was so tied into me being like so good, like one take, you know, getting it on one take and being the one to ace it. Like that became my little like competition with myself that I'm going to ace it. I don't care what I do. I'm just going to get, I'm not going to mess up. And I remember one time when I messed up like a few times in a row, I still have nightmares about it. I still have nightmares that I go to the set of ER and I don't know my lines like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like that, that little like high school late yeah. for I yeah. still have these things where I'm like, I didn't learn. Oh my God, are they? And, and oh, and other things where, yeah, they would change the script on you right then and there. Yeah, suddenly, I've heard that from a couple of other people too. <laughs> yeah, suddenly, you, and that's completely, you know, par for the course in, in television. You get a new script. You're like, wait, what? And so with my lines, new script, that does not work. Because I the ways I memorized it were like all these tricks in my brain. Because I didn't really know what I was saying. So it would be like beats and rhythms. And when I was going to take a breath and pause, it was... That's how I would memorize those that jargon. Right. Almost more musically than actual like words. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
and I would have to figure out how to get it out quickly and where I would take my breath. And then suddenly it would change. And I was like, oh, I got to rethink that. It's not as easy as you think. Did you go yeah. through any sort of like additional training, like, or watch EMTs at work to try to get the flow and the cadence? They actually, you know, it's weird. They offered us to go on ride alongs. And I never, I don't think I ever did, but I would learn a lot because I would work. So the people who would pop out of the ambulance with me, those were all um, real paramedics. Oh, cool. So oh, I would cool. talk to them. They're all like very drone. There's like, they're very like, it's almost <laughs> like flatline. There's not a lot of, not a lot of inflection. It's just very like, da -da 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 -da, like listing a grocery list. Mm -hmm. So, and that's kind of what I would try to do ultimately, like to stay very like reporting the facts, you know, but I didn't do any training, no. So what would you say is like maybe the coolest or the most interesting thing that you got to either do on set during a scene or as a direct result of working on the show? Oh, well, I definitely got uh, one of the fun episodes. I like broke my leg and I had this big bone sticking out. And that was really cool <laughs> because I was like, that was fun. And then I think another fun episode I had, I would never know what season it was with Anthony Edwards. I was like going to be fired for some reason. And mm -hmm. he like protected me. Like, I don't, mm -hmm. you're saying mm, like, you know what it is. I don't know what episode it is. I would love to know what it is, but I actually had like <laughs> a tiny little arc. I've got to find that somewhere. Yeah, I th we, we were actually, it was funny. We also talked to, um, Lynn Alicia Henderson, um, who also oh, uh, yeah. you know, being a paramedic, like kind of same tier character as you. She also had a little mini arc, and I was talking to a, some other people who are fans of the show, and they knew like right away what episode, what like like we we know like because we remember the episode, but we couldn't tell you what the specific one is or. It's not or... the crazy fans. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I remember I had a tiny arc, and I remember like I was I felt so cool about that. But um, cool things from the show. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, like little fun perks. Like I used to walk into the Nike outlet and they would give me clothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. You know, just like little things like that, like little little baby perks. So when you had your little mini arc, how um, did you just find out about that when you got the script that week? Or did somebody approach you ahead of time? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, ooh, ooh, Pikmin's going down. <laughs> like they're going to fire me for some reason. And then he's like, I got you. And I was like, oh. I don't know if I like imagined it was more than it was, but it definitely was like a little storyline. You got your moment to shine. That's the important part. Sort of, yeah. Um, but but going touching um, a little bit more on those cool um, experiences that you got to have. Was there a specific memory from your time on set that stands out as personally significant or memorable? The only things that would stand out for me are completely ego based. <laughs> And have to do with like the director, like an executive producer, just saying like, amazing. Like after a take or like, you're amazing. Just nailing it. Like that, I'd be like, right. I'd be like melting with joy. Like that to me, like that, it's all ego based. It's all about me. Like, but when I felt like I really nailed it and did a good job and made the directors and producers happy and, and confident, that was an amazing, that to me was like the ultimate thing. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I'm doing my job. I'm delivering. Cause you don't, you don't kind of like, don't even know what you're doing half the time. Can't explain it. So that, those were the best moments when I'm like, I did great. I made them happy. Oh my God. I didn't, I didn't mess up. Um, did you have a favorite episode specifically that you worked on? And I know we may have touched on that a little bit already. Um, I would say the Quentin Tarantino episode was pretty epic. It was epic. That one was crazy to review for sure. And then um, did you have a favorite regular cast member to work with? 
I loved like the early cast. I loved everyone. I loved everyone. Like I loved if I was talking to Juliana, George, Eric LaSalle is still a very close dear friend. I talk to him all the time, like all the time, texting like daily, not in the past <laughs> week, but all the time we speak. Um, he was on my podcast, actually. He was really great on my um, Groomed LA podcast. Um, what else? I just liked everyone. I really did. There was no one I didn't, I just loved talking to everyone. It was such a joy. And everyone like behind the scenes, like going to the makeup trailer, like all those, those are people are family. Mm -hmm. Just as much as the people in the front of the scenes. I loved all of them so much. Everyone on the set, the props guys. I mean, those guys are, those guys and gals are amazing. Yeah, we hear that, hear that quite a bit actually. The, the family atmosphere that comes up time and time again. Yeah. Um, so you kind of mentioned it a little bit there with your podcast, but what other projects are you currently working on and how can fans of ER keep up with your work outside of the show? Um, well, I just, it's funny. I just changed my Instagram over to something called the work with Emily, the work in with Emily. And I'm teaching um, like Zoom fitness classes in the mornings here. I just had to do something during this quarantine. It was making me crazy. Like I love to connect and I love to teach. I've done a lot of teaching over the past years from acting and art. Um, fitness. So that's what I'm doing right now just while I'm home. Um, I've written some TV shows. I've, um, I've done, I've done web series in the past years. Um, there's a potentially a television thing coming up. Like I'm going to cross my fingers about because I don't really pursue acting. But if someone says we'd love you to be on this TV show, I'm there in a heartbeat. Obviously, I love to act. I just am at an age where I just, you know, don't pursue it as a profession. Um, but, but since then I've been teaching all kind of teaching. Like I was teaching kids acting in South central for years. Oh, it was wow. incredible. Yeah. Like in very un, underfunded uh, areas of Los Angeles. Um, and then just, and then I'm also been like a writer and very into also the wellness scene. And I've had a, a blog called groomed LA and now I'm just kind of focusing on this, home zoom workouts if you guys ever want to work out in the morning it's really more of a work in it's not like a yeah it's not like a workout like ooh, let's go 10 more it's like a very um almost like a meditate it's it's high intense but it's not like a gym it's not like any other class you've taken it's like this intense work in from head to toe but i approach it like as if you're in a yoga class but you're not well i'm i'm a little yoga junkie so you might see me pop up every once in a while if you go to my Instagram, the work in with Emily, all the links are there. So that's just what I'm doing now. And honestly, I don't even know what's going to happen. I, I'm in as much uncertainty and unknown as everyone. Like, I feel like things are taking a turn. I had a job that I was laid off of in April. I was a managing editor of a wellness um, magazine called The Chalkboard. It was incredible. I don't really know what's going to happen as much as everyone else. Yeah. But if you want to see and hang out, come to my live <laughs> Zoom classes because they're freaking fun. Uh, and then, so our last question, um, what do you think that fans of ER should know about it from your unique behind the scenes perspective? Maybe something they wouldn't get from just watching. We had a blast. You know, you hear these stories about TV shows and you're like, Ugh, everyone hated each other, you know, or like it was like tons of, and at least all, at least from what I know, I don't know, maybe on the upper levels shit was going down, but everyone loved each other. We had so much fun. Um, you know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. At least at the level that I perceived, it was a really cool cast and everyone seemed to really like enjoy themselves from my perspective. Like it was really cool. 
once again, I don't know, like if you were talking to like the big, big stars, maybe they're like, oh, we all hate each other. I have no idea. But it seemed like everyone was really having a freaking really good time. And laughs, laughs, you, you know, cut, laughs. Every time cut, there was like cracking up because there's blood everywhere. It's freaking crazy. <laughs> I mean, look, you, a show doesn't become a show, a standout show, if, you're, if you have shitty people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. a show goes on because there's something about the people in it and the writers and everything that comes together that makes that magic and it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, at least if you ever want that that um, regular um, cast perspective, you can always text Eric and be like, you gotta give me the tea on this, so. I can. He's oh, around. You guys, thank you so much. This was so fun. Mm-hmm.